The Lutheran Church Missouri Senate Black Ministry provides encouragement, assistance, advocacy, and works with 35 LCMS districts, congregations, and schools in ministry to people of African American descent and other ethnic cultures. It provides faithfulness to theology that is contextual and holistic, touching lives with the gospel through mercy care. Today we'll learn more about the LCMS and how it reaches and equips people to serve and witness in today's world. My guest is Reverend Roosevelt Gray Jr. He's the director of the LCMS Black Ministry. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield and your host for today's program. Welcome, Reverend Gray. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you, Kay. It's wonderful being here. All right. Well, uh, I think our listeners are going to be saying, what? The LCMS has a black (laughs) ministry? What does that mean, and what do you do? I know that's a big thing because uh, the LCMS has uh, 6,000 congregations, so it's not a small job for you, is it? No. uh, Actually, the LCMS has been in black ministry since the uh, the late 1800s. In 1877, it started in black ministry in Little Rock, Arkansas, and then it went south down to uh, Louisiana, Alabama, and North Carolina, and so that's where you used to have most of the blacks in the LCMS, but now it's branched out throughout the United States, and so we have African-American and African-immigrant congregations throughout the 35 districts in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate. Wonderful, wonderful. What does it mean when you... uh, uh, when you are the director of the LCMS Black Ministry, what are some of the things that you do? Well, the LCMS Black Ministry uh, works with the nearly 300 congregations in black ministries. And, and those are predominantly black congregations, those uh, some mixed congregations, uh, those are congregations in change in neighborhoods. They, they, there may be congregations that are predominantly white, but the school is, is predominantly black. And so there are varieties of, of, of ways that we, we call what we call black ministry. And also uh, I work with the African immigrant ministries mm-hmm. and that uh, we probably have nearly 100 congregations specifically uh, in what we call African immigrant ministries. And so that means that they're serving those specific indigenous African people like the Sudanese, the Ethiopians and the, you know, the people from Ghana and different places like that. And, and so we have nearly 100-plus congregations serving in that capacity. Wow, that's great. Well, that statement that I shared uh, said a couple things. You encourage uh, people in their faith journey. Uh, you promote faithfulness to theology that is contextual and holistic. Explain right. what that means. Well, that means that we, we take our Lutheran theology, you know, word alone, faith alone, grace alone, and we t- uh, contextualize that in the communities in which we're serving and so the substance of who we, what we believe, teach and confess as Lutherans, Lutherans are there. And, uh, and we acknowledge the fact that in certain communities, there are different kinds of needs that are going on there. And so what we try to do then, we try to identify with what the felt needs are in that community, uh, especially if it's in a low-income community. And so, so what, what are some of the things we need to do there? We need to provide jobs and housing and all of those things. And so the Senate then has all of these resources that we have to bring to the table to support those communities. And so it is being faithful to the theology of the church, but acknowledging the fact that in certain communities there are things that we have to do that we probably wouldn't have to do in an upper-middle-class community. You know, if we're providing a school, then we may have to uh, provide it through charter education or vouchers education or or work with the hit starts or working with the early starts. And so in certain communities, we just have to find out what are the, uh, the services that are provided to that community and then bring the gospel alongside of those services as we identify with how to serve people. 
That's exciting. I, I even I, uh, although I'm a member of the LCMS, I didn't know all of that. And uh, so you talk about mercy care, and mercy I think that's ministry, what you're yeah. saying yes. is there are things that need to yeah. be done. Well, you know, in today's world, everyone has heard about the protest that's happening mm-hmm. in Ferguson, right. and you have visited there, have you right. not? Yeah, we've been to Ferguson quite a few times. Uh, early on when uh, the protest started, we we decided that we were going to go there and make our presence known as the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate. We have a, a, a lot of churches uh, on the north end of Ferguson, uh, churches in St. Louis and churches in the other suburbs. And so what we say at the end as Senate that we want to come alongside of the people of Ferguson and let them know that we care, you know, support them, pray with them, uh, and, and let them know that the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate is there and we want to be part of what's going on in their lives to help them to rebuild community, to rebuild family, and just to, to have that prayer support for them. And so we've been there now probably five, six, seven times, uh, just walking the streets, pray, praying with people, uh, encouraging them, telling them that we want to do something there. And now what we are trying to do in Ferguson is to bring a ministry to there, a ministry of hope. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we have identified some areas that we want to serve. And with the district, with the local congregations, and with the Senate, uh, we want, and with the Lutheran High Association, we want to bring ministry back to Ferguson so that so that the, the kids can have some mentoring, some tutorial kinds of things, some sports activities, uh, some Bible studies, you know, some spiritual guidance, you know, uh, the kinds of things that really will help young families mm-hmm. and young kids so that uh, when they need someone to be there for them, uh, that we could be there on the scene to, to support them. That sounds wonderful yes. and so needed in today's Amen. world. Amen. So not just uh, let's just have a church and you come on Sunday morning and the rest of the time while well, you're on your own, but actually something that will minister to especially, I guess, the young, the right. youth and the young adults. Yes, yes, and, and, and we want to call it, uh, uh, we haven't gotten the name down yet, but it will be a center of hope. Uh-uh. And, so, and so the word hope in the Greek is the word of favorable expectation, that in the midst of all of the, uh, of the bad news, that, that God has good news, and the good mm-hmm. news comes in the form of his people in the church. And so what we want to bring is hope to the table. The good news is that God loves Ferguson. He loves the people there. He loves the community. Uh, he's called his church to be in the community. And so those kinds of a center of hope then would be a holistic center, you know, serving the people in every capacity that we identify what their needs are. And then alongside of that, then here comes the gospel uh, to remind them of God's love. And and our prayer is that as we serve them, then many will know Jesus as their Savior. And through the waters of baptism, you know, they come into the kingdom by hearing the message of the gospel and they can dine with us at his table and then just can be Christians who will go back into the Ferguson community to serve the people in that community. That's great. Now, I'm sure you talked to some of the young uh, adults right. and, and others that were there what what was the um, what what were your thoughts about what you heard from them? Well, well, th- there are different groups of people who were there. What we identified is that during the day when we were there, uh, those were the people who lived in the community, the young people who were in college who came back because of the incident, and and uh, talked about wanting to to see fairness and justice and things like that. And what we said to them is that we're not here to. To talk, to talk about uh, uh, how the, the you know the government is going to figure out the situation, we're here as a church to tell them that God loves them in spite of all of the stuff that's going on, and that and that we're going to rely on on the government to do its job in identifying uh, what went wrong, but the church then is going to bring to the table 
a sense of grace and mercy and peace. And so I think those young people who were there during the daytime realized that, uh, that you know, we, we have to wait for the answers. Uh, you know, we need, need to support people now. And, and so we supported them in that, and we reminded them of that. But then, you know, we left during the, the, the nighttime because we knew at night, you know, Gets probably it's going to bring out the different elements of right. people who just want to be there just for want to be there to cause violence problems. and all right. of that stuff. And so, and so we didn't want to have any part of that. We wanted to be with the people who really live there and who had an invested interest there, and we wanted to invest in their lives. Yeah. And so. And, and uh, as I have said, I don't think any of this can, uh, you know, racism or prejudice or, or uh, discrimination, it, it's happening in today's world, but it won't be fixed by the government. No, it will no. be fixed when people know Christ. Amen. But it is a dual, you know, we, we, right. we need the government, need as the you government. said, for we certain the, things, yeah, right, but the right. gospel of Jesus Christ can only be Amen. proclaimed by the church. Amen. Amen. And uh, so thank you so much Amen. for going there. And yeah. I will want to uh, learn more about that Thank center of hope. Sure. I have a couple people, one on my board that has a ministry in that area, okay. I believe, and he was talking about taking their ministry. It's a volunteer thing right. that he does into that area. So I want to make sure that he knows what you're doing. Right. We need to find out who who that person connect is so that we can all connect of the and collaborate with them. Yeah. Absolutely. I think we're going to have have to have all hands on deck yeah, here. I agree. Because if not, what happens is that once people start leaving the community. And then you have people who are fearful. They will leave the community. So what you leave behind is simply the working poor and struggling people. Mm-hmm. And then what that does, then it just brings into the community uh, the inability for the community really to heal itself. Yeah. And so what we have to bring back to the tables are those healing mercy ministries and bring the you know quality education back to the community, bring jobs back to the community, all of the things that make for a healthy community. And I think the church can play a vital role in, in making that happen. I agree. Right. I agree. Well, you uh, have other things going on. I know, was it last year you had a convention? We had a convocation. Convocation. Yeah, a convocation. Okay. We call it the Black Ministry Family Convocation. Ah. And so all of the congregations of the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate is invited, just not churches that are in black ministry, uh, churches serving communities of black communities, but all of the, of the churches are invited. And so we had nearly 500 people at this convocation. Hmm. And the convocation was, uh, was, was a wonderful con- convocation. And at the convocation, we, we have worship services at the convocation. We have... Uh, some uh, some some learning communities at the convocation. We have some best practices at the convocation, and one of the wonderful things we had at the convocation is we had the Lutheran Hour Ministry uh, who came to the convocation, uh, and uh, and and they did a marvelous job of workshops and wonderful. presentation. It was just absolutely marvelous. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely! He did a marvelous job. He in always his does. He always yeah. does. Yeah. He's he's this awesome, yeah. awesome uh, evangelist. He is. Indeed. He really is. He is. Indeed. He is. Well, um, you, do you do that convocation every other year? Or? Every other year. Uh, this time we're going to do it 2017. It was 2014, so it's going to be three years now. Because in 2017, it's going to be the 140th anniversary of black ministry in the Lutheran Church, wow, Missouri Senate. Wow, really? Oh, 140 awesome. years we've been in black ministry in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate. Awesome. And so, as I said, it started in 1877. So, so we've been around a long yeah. time in this church body. You know, it oh. wasn't uh, 
And even though sometimes there are still people out there who don't know about black ministry, yeah. yet black ministry has been here for 140 time. years. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. is awesome because yeah. so many people like with the Ferguson issue, oh, well, let's get involved in that now. <laughs> and we have been involved in that for oh, all my. these years. Yeah. All over Praise the nation God. we've been involved in, in urban, inner city, and in rural communities for 140 years serving. That's that's yeah. awesome. Another thing that you have coming up is uh, uh, the first Rosa. Yes. Uh, is that a video? It, uh, it's it's going to be a documentary, documentary. of Rosa Jensen Young, who was uh, an AME school teacher. Her father was an AME African Methodist Episcopal pastor in a little place in rural Alabama called Rosebud, Alabama. And she was a teacher there. She went to Payne College, and she graduated and came back to that little small town, started a school. And uh, you remember in the South, cotton was king. Mm. And so they had all of these large cotton plantations. And so what happened there was that the boll weaver came through and basically destroyed most of the cotton crops. And so she wanted uh, help from Booker T. Washington. He said, I don't have any funds, but here's a list of churches you need to contact. So she wrote about five churches, and everybody said no, but the Lutheran Church, Missouri, sent it. And the Lutheran Church military center said, well, let us come down and see what you have there. So they came down, saw the school. They catechized her into the church as an educator. They brought the school in, got all of the kids baptized and catechized. And out of that experience, then there was 35 Lutheran churches and 30 Lutheran schools in that one county oh, wow. in, in rural Alabama. Isn't so that amazing? It shows what the Holy Spirit Amen. can do when he goes Amen. ahead Amen. of the person and, and that God used her. Right. And others that helped her. Right. Wow, I did not know that. That's yeah. awesome. That's an awesome story. So uh, I'm going to make a few announcements, okay. and then after sure. the break, maybe you can let people know where they can learn more about Thanks. that story. Um, I uh, always make announcements. I forgot to write them out this today, so uh, they're they're not going to be my normal way. But we do always offer a booklet to our listeners, and uh, we have Live the Six. It is a booklet that will help you be a missionary for Christ. And uh, you can call our toll-free number to receive that booklet for yourself or someone else, one 877 317 4326. Again, 1 877 317 4326 and order that booklet. There's no cost. Uh, you can also sign up to receive our email newsletter on our website, the homepage, www.familyshieldministries.com. And you can connect with us through Facebook. I have a personal Facebook page and a Family Shield page. Uh, we do promote what's coming up on the radio program. So do uh, get connected. That's an easy way for you to know what's happening. Maybe promote Family Shield in your congregation. We are a listener-supported radio ministry, so uh, uh, we encourage your prayers and financial support. You can uh, send comments or letters or uh, support checks to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. Uh, I want to come again back to our guest, Reverend Roosevelt Gray, Jr. He is the director of the LCMS Black Ministry. And uh, we were talking right before the break about the uh, the new uh, documentary on Rosa Young. Um, is there I know it's it's not out yet. It's in production. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, the, the DVD should be out uh, in September of this year. 
And so we're going to have some other resources, some educational resources also that's going to be uh, connected to that. Uh, if they want to uh, uh, see the trailer for the DVD, they can go to www.lcms.org backslash the first Rosa. Okay. And and so there you can see the trailer. You can see some other materials that we have about the first Roser. There's a book that she has out about her autobiography. You can you can you can order that from CPH if you like to read about her history. Oh, okay. But it is a fascinating history of, a, of a awesome. young lady who just simply Used wanted to educate Lord. kids yeah. and in rural Alabama. And oh, uh, and the rest is history when it comes wow. to the church. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I have a few Bible verses mm-hmm. I thought we could discuss as well as we talk more about what you're doing uh, in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate, to equip mm-hmm. Christians and to reach out with the right. gospel. Obviously, mm-hmm. you don't do that by yourself. No, the people do that, don't they? Amen. Yeah, yeah, a lot of resources. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Galatians 3.28 says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male or female, for you are all one in Jesus Christ. Amen. We are one in Christ, Amen. aren't we? Amen. And uh, talk a little bit about how we are one in Christ. Well, you know, there's only one gospel. There's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's really only one church that we have all of these denominations, mm-hmm. and we're all, you know, members of the body of Christ, and that's really the church. We're the body of Christ. And so we we, we say that we are Lutherans or Methodists or Presbyterians or Catholics, but but those who truly believe in the in the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, uh, they are Christians, mm-hmm. and uh, they are all part of that one body. Though here on earth, you know, we divide ourselves into denominations, and that oneness means then that uh, the message of the gospel is the message of love and the message of hope in a world that is broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Bible talks about for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and we understand that. Uh, that we're all sinners, uh, original sin. We all pay, play a part in that because of our first parents, Adam and Eve, uh, kind of sold us out into sin. Uh, but there was one person that God sent to do something about it. You know, he had a lot of prophets, but they couldn't do anything to help us. You know, they could preach the message, but they couldn't save us. You know, even though some of their names uh, uh, meant salvation, but they had no salvation component to them. Jesus was the only person. And the Bible says there's only one mediator between God and humanity, and that is Jesus. So that's the oneness that we all share, mm-hmm. that this one Lord, this Savior who came to save all of us from our sins and reminds us each and every day of our Father who loves us and wants us to share this message of hope to those who are out there. And everybody who simply, uh, who, who really do not know Jesus Christ is alienated from God. And there's only one way back. There are a lot of religions, but there's only one way back to God, and that is faith in Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. And so we have an important that. message and hope and salvation mm-hmm. to share with people. And as Christians, we all not to shy away from sharing it. You know, we need to be winsome. We mm-hmm. need to be, we, mm-hmm. you know, we need to we need to remind ourselves that you know we don't need to be confrontational, but we do need to share this message of hope and salvation. Yeah, it is, it is the way, the truth, Amen. and the life. And that the is Jesus, and is the only way. That's yeah. right. Thank you right. so much. First uh, Peter two nine and ten. I've seen this a couple times mm-hmm. on information under your ministry. Right. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful life. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you have not had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Wow. Talk a little bit about that great verse. Too. Yes. Well, I mean, the verse it speaks volumes to who we are, alienated from God from our birth because we are born sinners and yet adopted back into the kingdom of God through his son. You know, and he's made us holy priests. You know, he's made us a royal nation. You know, 
people who've been called out of the darkness of sin into the marvelous life of his grace. And, and he calls all of us to that ministry. You know, once we've been baptized and came to faith in Jesus Christ, then he calls us as priests and, and priestesses out there to share the message. I like what Martin Luther says, when people see you, they ought to see Christ. Mm. And so we're little Christ walking around in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, when people see us, they ought to see the love, the grace, the mercy of Christ in our lives. And so uh, so I think that verse speaks volume to the fact that the people of God has been called out of the darkness of sin into the marvelous light of grace. And then the task now is as priests and priestesses, we must go back into the dark world mm-hmm. and light the light of his grace and his mercy so that more people can come to know Jesus Christ as Savior. You know, Jesus didn't stay inside the church, no did he? Way. He went out into Amen. the community Amen. and interacted with those that didn't Amen. believe in him Amen. and loved. Amen. I love looking yeah. at what Jesus did and Amen. say, is the church being Jesus today? Yeah. Not quite the way he was, right. but we can, can't we? Amen. Amen. Yeah. We are the church and we should we, we should follow his example. Yes. You know, we, we should look at how he lived his life. I, I, I like uh, a few texts, you know, in John where the woman caught in the very act of adultery and the church of his day came and said, Moses in the law said she should be stoned. What do you say, Jesus? Mm-hmm. And Jesus looked at them and said, you know, I mean, if you've never said a wrong word, if you've never uh, 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 did a bad deed, you know, if you've never acted in a way that, that you're, 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 not, you're not proud of, then uh, go ahead and kill her. And, and they all dropped their stones and walked away and because they knew in their own lives that they were not perfect. Mm-hmm. And Jesus asked the woman, where are you accusing? And she said, I don't sin. He said, neither do I go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. And the woman at the well, you know, when Jesus went there through Samaria and sat at the well with the woman there, and she came and she confronted him on every end, you know, about religion, about ethnicity, about race, and all of those things. And Jesus just simply sat there with her. He didn't push in the well because he was angry at her questions. He simply said, this woman is hurting, mm-hmm. and she needs to know God. And her hurt, she is trying to, she's, she wants to be angry. She wants to say things that, you know, to get me upset, but I'm not going to buy that. I'm going to simply sit here and wait for my opportunity to tell her, in spite of all of that stuff that you're going through, God loves you. Mm. And you remember, she went back and told the men of the yes, city, come and see a man yeah. who has told me everything. Told me everything is I this ever not did. the Messiah? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Wow. She was a witness for Christ. She was a witness for Christ. Yeah. She was and, a witness And within for just minutes of hearing the message. Most of the whole community was came to faith in the Lord Jesus. Isn't that amazing? It is. It amazing? is. It is. And it's it's just, it's not impossible even oh, no. today. No. And in the New Testament, thousands oh, came to faith in Christ thousands, when the message was, was shared by Peter and the other And we got to believe that can happen today. It can too. happen today. We, we have to believe that. It can happen. You touched on a topic that I thought about, um, and that is anger. A lot mm-hmm. of the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the concerns mm-hmm. of the protesters in mm-hmm. Ferguson and really around the country, they're very angry and right. they probably have a right to be angry. Mm-hmm. But anger is not going to accomplish no, no, what needs no, to happen. No, can you just okay. talk a little well, bit about anger? Well, the Bible talks anger. about you can be angry but sin not. Yeah, Sometimes I think, uh, I think uh, uh, the Constitution gives us a, a right of redress, you know, that we, can, that we can always say, you know, we don't like what's going on. You know, we've changed laws in this country by people saying, you know, that's a wrong law. Slavery was one mm-hmm, of the things. Mm-hmm. It was in the Constitution. We said that was wrong, so we changed that. So a lot of things we have changed down through the women's right to vote, you know, other people's right yeah. to vote and stuff like that. Uh, but they, didn't, they did it with peaceful uh, uh, protest. And, and I think the problem is that some people just want to be angry. 
mm. and they, they want to do angry things. But there are a lot of people who understand what, what it means to, to have uh, a First Amendment right and then also to protest in a way in which uh, they try to get some things done and not burn down buildings and destroy communities mm-hmm. and things like that. I, I think a lot of the, you know, there there seems to be anger in our politics, anger in our religion, anger in our communities, anger in our families. You know, there just seems to be uh, a more and more anger, you know, that's going on in our nation mm-hmm. and around the world. You see all of these uh, young people who are terrorists today. Mm-hmm. And you ask the question, so what are you what are you what are you terrorizing for? You know, uh, that will not accomplish anything. No. I mean, you kill some people, but it won't accomplish anything no. at the end of the day. You, you have no resolve with, for, with that. And I think there just seems, seems a sense in this in this day and age that everybody is angry about something. Mm-hmm. But now, as you said, I think the church then has to realize that we bring peace mm. and the church still all st- must always bring peace to the table and hope to the table. And where the world is rushing to burn things down and to kill each other, the church must always rebuild and bring hope. Mm-hmm. You know, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, not yeah. to hurt you or to harm you, but to give you hope in a future. That's yeah. what God has given us. And that's what the church has to bring to the table, Yeah, hope in a future. All right, good. Yeah. We have three minutes left. All right. Any real quick thoughts you have that you want our listeners to 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 know that I haven't asked? Well, I think the main thing then, as uh, as part of the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate Black Ministry, uh, our task is to is to bring uh, uh, hope and healing to communities, and uh, and we have those three hundred plus congregations out there, plus the six thousand congregations in our church body, and uh, and then working with other agencies out there to help these communities to rebuild themselves. Uh, we we we've almost abandoned most of the urban and inner city communities around the world. You know, this not only here in America, all around the world. And so I think the church needs to rush in where the world has rushed out. Mm-hmm. And the church needs to not only rush in with mercy and ministry, but the church needs to, to rush in with the greatest gift of all, and that is the Son of God, you Jesus bet. Christ. You bet. And and let me just uh, invite our listeners that don't have a church or are looking for a church that care Amen. Uh, about all people to mm-hmm. visit uh, a local LCMS church right. this weekend. Uh, my church is Concordia Lutheran Church, but Amen. in the St. Louis area, we have, I think, almost 90 LCMS, 90 churches. LCMS churches. And of course, this program is national. So there are 6,000 congregations mm-hmm. around the country. And if you can't find one, you just give us a a call or Amen. email me, and we'll connect you to one. Uh, again, uh, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield, and uh, you can learn more about Family Shield uh, on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. I-, I had several other verses I wanted to share. Philippians 2, 1 to 4 says, If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, mm-hmm. if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, passion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourself. Each of you should look out not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. I think that's a good uh, way for us to end the program, that we not just be concerned about ourselves, but be concerned about our brothers and sisters that are maybe not even yet in the kingdom, but can be with with the gospel message of Jesus Christ. So thank you so much for listening, and uh, uh, we pray you have a wonderful week. 
in the Lord. This is Kay Meyer. Thanks again. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.